Backyard Conversations Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Backyard Conversation, where we aim to have meaningful conversations for this youth, this generation of today. And we are ready to tackle complicated topics and the hard questions that sometimes we avoid on a biblical manner. So thank you for joining in. Thank you for being with us. Thank you to all of our subscribers that continually watch our uh, videos and our shorts and our reels. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. When you see this video, hit that like, hit that share button, because I'm pretty sure somebody's going to have to listen to this conversation in order for them to receive something powerful through this conversation. Who do we have here with us today? We got the boys. We got JG and we got Kevin. Yes, sir. And we are ready. What are we talking about today? What is the topic today? Mm. We talking about prawn, chimichangas. We are talking about, about corn. It. Talking about it. We're talking about the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. we're talking about the question that everybody is avoiding we're talking about the topic that churches don't like to talk about i don't know for whatever reason because it's complicated because probably 99 90 of people that go to church probably struggle with this i'm pretty even, sure if i look at just the world <laughs> oh in the world yeah. yeah i mean for sure in the world this is not a problem sometimes it's just that's true. Something that you genuinely, I guess, do. But in reality, it's going to destroy you. Take your marriage apart. It's going to deviate you. It's going to break you. It's going to put poison in your life. Matter of fact, um, I think I if now that I'm, I'm talking about it, I have a, a, a recall of a story where there was this doctor that started molesting kids. Um, and uh, I think I know who you're talking about. And uh, he got caught. He got caught. <clears throat> and he got uh, he got locked up. And he suffered the consequences. Of course, I mean, that that is beyond, like, crazy. Like, I have daughters. And I, I wouldn't, I can't, like, yeah, I would be pretty pissed, man. Mm -hmm. But um, not pretty. I would be furious i yeah. would be i'm pretty sure that that guy that was what when when he got exposed that started the whole me too the whole me too thing i'm pretty sure that was that people coming out uh talking about that they've probably been molested in the past too is that what that movement is about i'm me, not I'm, I'm not sure well i don't know about the well i i can't speak on the movement itself but i remember there was a, a, a an olympic doctor or something like that he got exposed for like you were saying molesting all, all all the young all the young uh, gymnasts so so yeah so he and got exposed i'm not sure if we're talking about the same person but it could doctor. be it could be uh, um but this guy um he actually got interviewed and one of the first things that he said is that he you watch corn mm -hmm. and one of the main reasons is that it it never was <clears throat> enough so he took it further and a lot of the issues that come up in our like lives when we are apart from God has to do with this uh, because it's consuming you. It will consume you. It will drain you. 
It it's literally taking time and time is life. If you haven't gotten the hint that we're talking about P O R N by now, then that's what we're talking about. <laughs> we're yeah. talking about corn. We call it corn because you two. Yeah, just to be safe. We're already been yeah. monetized, but we don't want to get a strike just yet. That's true. Yeah, but we're just being proactive, I guess. Um, so what what is what is what is the statistics right now in, in terms of church? They're pretty high. They're actually sad to look at. Um and it's nothing to take lightly because it is affecting our whole generation. I have to automatically assume, and it's a, out. It, it, it's it's just an assumption that as a youth pastor, and I have to do that. Ninety nine point nine percent of the youth that I deal with are watching corn mm-hmm. and are dealing with corn. Some of them have uh, made it part of their life. Some of them are trying to fight it. Some of them are in a journey to fighting it. But I have to automatically assume that because of the statistics and the numbers that show uh, uh, of, 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 of this uh, particular subject. So, um, yeah, like it's not like I don't doubt it. I'm like, ah, could this person not? There probably are. So it it is frustrating. It is sometimes heartbreaking too because when you see people confess this particular sin most of the time you know they 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 break out crying they you know they they're frustrated and you can see it in their lives you can see it in that conversation that they don't even know what to do at one point have we struggled with it of course yeah (laughs) Yeah. honestly i don't i've never known a single i don't know about girls that's a different you know, we're all men, but I don't think, I've, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've met a single man who's who's not ever struggled with it at some point, or or gotten interested in it, because uh, some people that I know they they probably don't consider themselves addicts, because some people have the wrong idea of what it means to be in a porn addict, but uh, it doesn't matter whether you're doing it twice a day, three times a day, four times a day, whether you're doing it once a day. The point is, if you're watching it, you're part of the statistic, point period. Whether you're a Christian or whether you're not a Christian, if you're watching it, no matter how frequent you're watching it, you're part of the statistic of somebody who became interested in it and is hooked. And that's one of the problems of porn, because we've mentioned in the past that it's worse than a drug. It's worse than uh, a hard drug. It's worse than pills. It's worse than weed, because at least those those types of drugs, there's a medically proven way to get rid of it. But when it comes to corn, it's different because there's no there's no real medical way of them telling somebody, this is how you're going to stop with this medicine, practicing this. On the other hand, it's more about self-effort and really pushing and really doing rather than you taking something to make it stop. And uh, I think I think it's it's fair to say that a high percentage of the people that try to stop go back to it. Yeah, um, especially if you don't go to a church, especially if you don't if you're not surrounded by a uh, community or, or fellowship with people um, or if you don't even have good friends that you can, that you know, keep you accountable. Uh, it's fair to say that w- the moment that you try to stop, eventually you're going to go back to it because that's how hard it is. It's not that, you know, it's not us trying to go on you. It's not it's not us trying to point at people, but that's the reality. If 
people that have other people to have them accountable for to stop doing the sin, uh, still struggle with it, still are battling it, still find it hard to leave it. I'm pretty sure you that are not surrounded by nobody and you're not part of a community, you're going to find it twice as hard probably to stop doing this. Uh, but that's why we're talking about it because the church doesn't really touch this topic how it's supposed to and the church is not really teaching people how to how to combat this, how to stop this from the root, how to look for ways to, to not do it, how to look for ways to yeah. eliminate it. Uh, but we're not afraid of doing it and we think it's important that the youth needs to know this. Yeah, I, um, I, I, bro, you are on, or you are on fire today. Like you basically covered everything, but, um, <laughs> it, you just pay attention to what he was saying. If you want to go back, go back. But, um, I, I actually got exposed when I was what um, I think I was like seven. I was very young, dude. Um, it was through my uncle actually. I uh got a DVD. I remember. Um, if you don't know what that is, they're like circular disc, and then we okay. have to you know put it on. <laughs> I think they uh, still know what that. But is. um, yeah. So it said uh the Little Mermaid or something like that, and I thought it was the movie, and it turns out it was something else. And ever since then, I was actually in El Salvador when this happened. Ever since then, um. It, it, it started growing as a child and I actually I used to go to a cyber room with a bunch of my friends and we used to watch it and it sucks because it there was adults around us and nobody said anything nobody brought up the danger part of it and of course it grew and got into high school and then I encountered Jesus I encountered Jesus because I fall into this whole depression state um, and and boom, I get a taste of deliverance and I am free from, I guess, the 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 power of it. But then I start this like journey of disciplining my flesh to say no um, and hear me out. So my guys out there, this is going to be the hardest fight you ever fight. This is going to be one of the biggest battles that you will have to face. Whether you want to admit it or not, whether you're doing it on the darkness where nobody's looking, it's going to catch up to you and it's going to catch up to you quick. And when I mean it's going to catch up to you, it's going to catch up to you. It's like a slowing poison killing you know thing like it's 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 gonna destroy your emotion it's gonna destroy your marriage your friendships your ability to have a girlfriend and maintain a healthy relationship it's gonna destroy the view that you have with other people so these are the negative effects of corn let's talk about the negative effects of corn first it's gonna isolate you why because you're gonna become emotionally numb you're not going to be able to feel anything. You're not going to be able to, to, you know, feel sadness, happiness. That is part of watching corn. Why? Because you are constantly being, you know, exposed to this and you are releasing dopamine. If you want to get into it, you're releasing dopamine. Every time you you look at it, you, you glance at it, you release your brain is literally releasing dopamine. Which is, it makes you feel good. So now you have engrave this in your brain and you have built patterns in your brain 
So you're not only fighting your flesh at this point, you're fighting your brain. You're fighting your brain. You're fighting habits that you have built that have years and years and years that, that, that nobody has said anything and you have done nothing about it. And now you come to a place where you know you need to stop because I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, that, that I'm a saint or anything. But, dude, I, I got to a point where it, it was every day and it was consuming me. And, and, and then I didn't even know why I was doing it. At one point, I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, what, what, why, why is this continue to happen and happen and happen and happen and happen? And the negative side about it is that you isolate yourself. You you um you, you're not able to emotionally feel anything around you. You become bitter you become bitter and you become very bitter. Nothing is tasteful to your mouth. Nothing in life is tasteful because all of the dopamine that's been released on that. And what do you have left? Like how much dopamine can your body consume if you're doing it every single day? How much, how much, how much, you know, of life are you going to enjoy it when you don't eat, your body doesn't even have the capacity to enjoy a nice apple or a nice walk at the park so a lot of people become numb and a lot of people become i guess unsensitized if you want to call it to yeah. their surroundings to you know everybody so it's gonna kill you yeah, literally that, it's gonna kill that you. plays into like what you were saying with the doctor how it wasn't enough anymore right because you got desensitized and now you need more and that you need more and it needs to be more extreme and even more extreme until it becomes like something that you're you're doing to that that's affecting others you know um so that's a, that's that kind of plays into that where it can also drive you over time to start doing bad things yourself instead of just consuming mm-hmm. you're not acting on your desires because it's just not enough you know mm-hmm. yeah and there, there's a lot of testimonies if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of testimony of how this particular thing, sin, has destroyed people. Uh, I actually listened to one um, about a pastor that used to be addicted, and he got to a point where he was paying. He he was driving and it, you know went into this main street, and was about to pay. When he realized that he was throwing his marriage, his kids, everything on the line. And that was kind of like a wake-up call, but hear me out. And this might be a little bit controversial, but it's not. It's actually the truth. Uh, it, it It's going to increase. Like the amount of things that, that you want to watch is going to increase. Then something is not going to be enough. And then a man uh, and a woman is not going to be enough. Then you're going to start looking into weird things. And you're going to start deviating from from you know the natural stuff and you're gonna start watching on natural stuff and a lot of the issues identity issues that we're having in the country right now a lot of the lbgtv issues that we have right now with young people with you know in, in this nation has a lot to do with corn you get to a point where nothing satisfies you so then you're trying to you know escalate and do other things so when I tell you that this is no joke, this is no joke. This is literally going to eat you up alive and your life is going to be consumed. And it's sad to say that it's a it's a this is the virus that we should be fighting. Right. This is the pandemic that we should be fighting. Forget about COVID-19. 
forget about you know all of these <laughs> vaccines like you need to fight this with all your strength and mm -hmm. with all you know with, with with courage because it's killing you it is eating you up it is eating you alive it's killing your future it's killing the ability for you to be creative it's killing the ability for you to have relationship with other human beings because you can't even look at them as human beings so and i'm telling you this because i know I know where it leads and I've seen it and I've seen people that struggle with their identity, with who they are, with their gender. It has a lot to do with this. So I have good news. Can this be overcome? It can. Yeah, it definitely it, can. It can. It's, yeah. it's uh, I mean, just uh, just building a little bit more about the importance of knowing this topic is because the accessibility to corn now is far more mm -hmm. easier mm -hmm. and more accessible than it was years ago through the roof yeah uh so one time away. i heard a i heard a, a preacher one time say he said he was uh he was trying to you know uh create a sermon he was trying to write a sermon in regards to it so he can teach the church and you know preach to youth and um he just questioned himself and he was like why is it why is it so hard for them to leave this? Why is it so easy for them to fall into it? Uh, and him reading, him him studying, him praying, amongst all that, he still couldn't find the answer to that question. And the Lord came and he spoke to him. He said, when you were a kid and you fell into it, how did you fall into it? And then he, he it took him way back. And he remember that the way that he saw it was not through something digital. It wasn't through a phone. It wasn't through an iPad. None of that. It was through a magazine. And mm -hmm. he says, did you have that at church? And he said, no, you didn't. I, I didn't have, I didn't have that magazine at church. I, I found it at a friend's house. He's like, well, a lot of people have that accessibility in the church sitting on their lap right now. <laughs> and the reason why it's so hard for, for, uh, for a lot of young people to leave this and, and step away from this and be delivered from this is because the accessibility for it is always there. They have it with them when they go to work, when they go to school, when they go to church. You, The way you're looking at us right now can be a gateway for you to easily fall into that. Yeah. That's how, that's that's why it's so important. And uh, it's not just for youth. It's not just for the young folks, but it also goes for the, for the parents. If there's any young parents watching us, you got to understand that... Um, you're going to be either a doorway for good or you're going to be a doorway for a generational curse mm -hmm. because the way that you talk to your kids, the way that you raise your kids, the way that you treat your family, the way that you allow your kids to have access to certain things, the way you prevent your kids from doing certain things can be keys and doorways to things that are either good or either bad. And if you don't have a way to censor the things that your children are able to watch online or able to see through social media, or even have access to a device, you may be causing or you may be opening a door that later on you're going to realize it's so hard to close for them because you're allowing them to go and experience. Right. And that's the problem with this. The world sees this more as an experience of what it's like, what it may feel like. It's all about how it makes me feel. And that's what's wrong about it because the way that a Christian moves is not by how he feels, but it's what he believes and God, you know, that's why he tells us not to, you know, to believe in him. If it were to be about just if you feel me, then, you know, you can continue to believe. I could tell you now a lot of us wouldn't be here because trust me, sometimes you go to church and you don't feel nothing. I'll, I'll tell you that. But God asks us to always have faith. 
and the faith is what gets us beyond than where we are now. And uh, the world doesn't know that because the world is like Thomas. And Thomas say, you know, if I don't see him with my own eyes, I'm not going to believe. Yeah. And uh, a lot of young people are struggling with this because they want to experience. They want to see. They want to know what it's like. Mm. And it mm -hmm. escalates, like Jerry was saying, it escalates to certain areas that you didn't even know you wanted to get to. You you never you didn't even know you wanted to, you wanted you wanted to get to that point. Right. But there's a saying out there: if you look for the darkness, the darkness eventually finds you. And and if 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 you dive deeper, it's like a person that tries weed for the first time, and then the weed doesn't fulfill them no more. And then they want to try crack, and then they want to go to coke, and they want to go to opioids and pills, and, and then now it comes to a point where none of that fulfills, and they don't know what to do, and then now they're stuck in this hole. That's exactly what corn is, because you start with something soft. Trust me, not everybody starts with hardcore or something severe. People start with soft, soft stuff, little movies, little TV shows, things that are on mainstream. Mm -hmm. They may seem like it's nothing, but then eventually you want to dive deeper. Now you go on those X-rated websites. And you start seeing X-rated uh, uh, pictures and videos. And then you start searching the, the things that the world calls the taboo. You start searching all the things that are, are, are immoral, things that are not right, things that no regular human being can openly talk about it because it just it's just not even, yeah, not even not for either. society is right. Mm -hmm. But it, you just dive deeper and deeper and darker and darker. But that's not the end. Like you said, is there a way to get delivered from this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen people to, um, you know, fight fight this differently. Everybody has his own journey, I guess. Um, the very first question that I would ask you is, do you want to be free? Because, I mean, I got to a point where, um, I think at one point in my life, I kind of like struggle with the idea that I liked it, but then I had to confess to God I like it you know <laughs> take this away like That's take awkward. it take it away like i like it so take it away um so do you want to be free that that that's the very first question like are, are you serious about it mm -hmm. and you know i've encountered people where you know they're they're like yeah um yeah i want to be set free all right let's go fast let's go on the fasting let's go let's go let's go do this and they, but then they they're don't like, they oh. don't or you know do this <laughs> do that and yeah they, they don't they don't push through so uh -huh. it's like okay you don't want to be free right so you have to make the genuine decision do i want to be free why do you want to be free for all the reasons that i that i said you know earlier you're, you're gonna welcome so many spirits so many things you're gonna welcome you know um deletion in your life you're gonna uh, welcome depression anxiety all of these things are tied up to that um you know you're you're better off without it and the very first question that I would ask, do you want to be free? Is this something that you really want? Because like I mentioned it before, it's going to be the toughest fight of your life. And um, I've seen uh, as well how people, you know, for some people it's a flesh battle. For some people it's an actual like, you know, demon or, you know, a spiritual uh, uh, force that is that is manipulating them and, and, and you know, placing thoughts in them. Um, for other people, it's a matter of discipline and just building good habits. Uh, there's different routes to this. I cannot give you a magic formula. All I can say is that it is it is something that is going to cost you everything. It's possible to be free, but it starts with the decision to say, I want to quit. Right. 
that that's the very first start how like how you're gonna have to do some digging let me give you an example about the digging that i'm talking about in my particular case and this is my particular case um every case is different i used to do it because i wanted to prove that i was a man when i was a child unfortunately i experienced a very um dark moment in my life as a kid I was molested as a kid and ever since then I had this thing that I had to prove that I was a man and in the culture that I grew up watching it it proved that you were a man so uh, a deep root inside of me the deep root inside of me was that I was molested and I was trying to prove that whatever that person did to me and said to me was you know did not alter my identity and that's the deep root that i had that was influencing this so first you have to do some self analyze you have to self analyze and see where is this coming from because it's not just coming from a place that oh i want to watch it it's coming from another place it's coming from i'm feeling lonely it's coming from oh uh such and such molested me or it's coming from i don't feel loved i don't i don't feel loved by my parents i don't feel loved by my my uh you know my by my wife i don't feel loved by people so it has a deeper root and you have to figure out that root that's why i'm telling you that it, it, each case is different it's not always the same thing there's no magical formula the formula is believe that jesus has set you free and walk and start building habits that will that will help you break this um there's people that have instantly been delivered and you can seek that too if you want to go into a i don't know three day four day fasting to you know really pray about this i'm pretty sure that the holy spirit and it's going to show up god is going to show up um the the blood of jesus is able to break this and is able to set you free once and for all but like I said, it's all, you know, different. I For me, you know, fasting and prayer worked out. But for some people, I've heard, like, especially like Ruslan, he had um, a whole um, podcast about this. Actually, check him out. It's called uh, Master My Habits, right? Oh my God. Um, and he actually has a website and he has uh, his therapist give lessons about it. So if you want to, you know, look at some good contacts about th this topic, Ruslan has uh, some very good, you know, points. Um, and, you know, some people, especially, you know, for people that are more, you know, habit driven, I guess, if you want to call it. Um, they had to build habits in order for them to overcome this better habits, which in my case, I did the same thing for me, building better habits helped me out a ton, a lot. Um, so I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> you are. So, no, it's okay. Yeah. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening. So, um, yeah, it, figure out the deep root of it. You're not doing it just because you're doing it. There's a bigger root. There's a bigger source. There's there's something that you're lacking and that you're getting it through that. And it's not right. It's just not. I mean, even the world is becoming to their senses that is not right. Right. Because they have this whole month where you literally don't do it. Isn't it? Isn't it upcoming uh -huh. month? It it's November. 
It's November. So yeah. Yeah, actually, hey, November. <laughs> and I actually I encourage you to, to you know join that movement yeah. to see how that works. Because I guarantee you that by the the first week, it's going to be extremely hard for you not to do it. Mm-hmm. And then the second week is going to be probably harder. Why? Because your brain and your body is actually detoxing because yep. it, you know, you have built patterns that when you feel lonely, your body automatically reacts. That's why some of you don't know why you're doing it and you're doing it. Why? Because it's engraved in your brain. It's like a withdrawal. It's Yeah, it's, it's literally like something that, you know, when you see a spoon, you pick it up it, and, and you eat it. It's, it you have conditioned mm-hmm. your mind. To react a certain way when you feel lonely, when you feel left out, when you feel rejected, you have condition. And this this is actually a, a, a an actual term uh, in psychology, conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And they they've done studies about it. Um. So when you condition your brain to this, it's gonna be hard. Well, so that's sure. why I'm telling you, it's gonna be the toughest fight that you will ever fight. What can you tell us about corn, JG? Well, uh, I agree with you there. Um, the conditioning, I mean, I would say from my experience, I was definitely conditioned because to a certain point, like it was so bad for for so long. Like it was like an everyday thing. And um, it was to the point where like I, I, like I would still do it even if like I didn't even really, I didn't really feel tempted or I didn't really f- have any thoughts. But it's just so it was such a habit it's, it's such a like i conditioned my mind to it so much that i just did it anyways yeah you know and i think a lot of people do that like have you i've heard of, of guys doing it just because they're bored right well i'm bored so let me just do a quickie i don't know yeah <laughs> like there's there's a certain aspect of habits and conditioning that applied to me especially um that is really true and then there's like this this when you do that right uh, earlier we were talking about like what effects it has on you for me and i think for a lot of people that what causes them to hide it and what really what what's one of the things they feel that like really pops out at least for me it was like shame like guilt mm-hmm. and shame and that shame really held me back from ever getting getting free from it and it wasn't until i i got rid of that shame and instead of feeling shame and guilt i confessed that I actually was able to become free and make pro- actual progress because right. for so long I was like, I need to stop. I need to stop years, 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 years yeah. of my life. Just saying, I got to stop. No, no change, nothing, nothing at all. And I've been prayed for and, and you know, all, all the other things, watched a ton of videos, nothing. But it wasn't until I, you know, it, it was weird. It was like, I had this shame at first and it was preventing me from doing anything. But then at one point, I was watching this video and I just felt so convicted that it made me, it pushed me to confess. So it wasn't like, it's like there was this bad shame that I felt that was holding me back. But then there was a good shame in the sense of conviction that pushed me in the right direction. So it took the Holy Spirit to convict me and not for me to convict myself to really push me to actually make progress and start like you were saying like you need to actually like do you actually want to do this Mm -hmm. because there is a point where you actually just you need to like sit down and say am i going to do this or not right Right? and i kept telling myself yes 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 but i never was i never did Mm -hmm. anything i never i never did the fasts i I, you know i I would maybe read a word every now and then or watch a video but you know this is as far as i got 
and that's as far as you're gonna get if 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 like if that's the only thing that you do number one uh thing that meant uh joey mentioned that i think is crucial as well is confession confessing mm-hmm. of the sin yeah there's power um, in that there and that's, is that's it's in the bible too it tells yeah. us to confess to your brothers and sisters <laughs> if you've sinned you know because there's 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 a lot of i don't know man there's liberation there's power there's like freedom in, in confession you yeah. know it takes away your guilt your shame because as if you're confessing to brothers and sisters in christ you know <laughs> you could come <laughs> you need some water <laughs> if you're confessing to your brothers and sisters in christ there's forgiveness right. and god forgives you too so yeah um yeah i remember when i uh I brought it up to my pastor, um, and I remember I took my iPad and all my devices to him, and uh, he put a code <laughs> on it so that uh, there's ways to block your phone. By the way, yeah, there are practical methods of overcoming this yeah, too. It, and it's not even, it's not even that it's it's gonna stop. It's just barriers that you want to put, put walls that you want to put to help you stop. Yeah, because um, you know. Uh, there's people that are tech savvy out there. I heard a story. I think it was um, uh, about how one of the kids was using the Bible app to oh, yeah. <laughs> to to the Bible app to, to you know to, to send some photos to send photos that were inappropriate and um, you know so it, it's crazy how rooted it becomes how how poison it, it poison it how how would it manipulates you to the point where you do things that you will be ashamed of like yeah that it's is ridiculous it's, it's crazy like you really feel like like your brain's just like for me it just feels like my brain would go on autopilot sometimes and it's just moving i'm just moving right and then like my consciousness is in the back in the back seat like what the heck are is you this doing? doing yeah <laughs> it's, and it's just but but you i don't know like it's just so weird it's like 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 a, I don't know. It's like this animalistic, like non-human, just like desire and, and yeah. instinct. <laughs> Almost, it's so odd. And then you're just like, "What am I doing? I would never do this." Right. Yeah. So um, confession is is key. Like I mentioned, and after confession, I would say community, having a community around you. Um, and this is uh, sadly, I mean, because you need someone to confess to. Yeah, you need someone to trustworthy. Of course, you don't want to, you know, randomly just, you know, bring your friend that's going to put you on blast. <laughs> um, you know, you need to find somebody trustworthy and you need to confess it. It literally, it literally needs to come out of your mouth because there, there's power in confession. It's biblical. And I've heard testimonies of how people had back pains, had headaches, had uh, illness that as soon as they confessed, they went away. So it starts affecting your health. It will start affecting your health. So it it needs to be confessed. It needs to be, you know, brought out out of the darkness into the light. Mm -hmm. And are you going to feel ashamed? Yeah, you are. I mean that's the the tricky part of this sin is because you do it in the dark nobody knows and then you feel ashamed um are are you gonna overcome i believe that you can yes if you set your mind to it if you really want to overcome this you can it's just gonna take everything out of Mm -hmm. you to overcome and i will say like because a lot of people are hiding it (coughs) because of all that if you really like some people just refuse to confess because they think if they confess they'll lose so much yeah and that's probably true 
that's probably true. You you probably will hurt a lot of people. Maybe you're married, and you know you're still struggling with that. Like you're you're thinking, man, this is gonna. What if this destroys my marriage? But even if you think you have like too much to lose, or you have everything on the line, you need to confess anyways, because once you confess, then everything. Yeah, it might look at first that everything's just going down, like just mm-hmm. everything's getting destroyed. But you're gonna see, eventually, everything will come back up if you do things according to the will of God. And and you do your due diligence, confess, and, and you improve, and you do better, and you and you can you know be free from that. It's it's all eventually. You just need to trust in God, trust the process, um, because at the end of the day, that's that's what God's calling you to do, and that's what you need to do. You need to confess. You can't keep hiding this in the dark and doing it and doing it, right. because th- that's just going to make it worse. If anything, you are the own cause for this destruction, for this chaos, for you know, the downfall of whatever relationships you have. It's your own fault. And the, the fact that you keep doing it and keep hiding, it just makes it worse and worse and worse. Yeah. The longer you hold it off, the worse it's going to get, <laughs> you know? So steps to steps to start. This is where you need to start. Steps to start your overcoming journey. Uh, you need to confess. Go to your pastor. Go to your youth leader. Uh, I would prefer you go to a pastor. Um and your youth leader, not any, you know, random brother and sister, somebody that can actually lay hands on you and pray for you. And if deliverance is needed and, you know, ask God to show you, ask the Holy Spirit, reveal to me what is hidden. Um, do I need deliverance, you know, from a demonic, you know, force? Uh, and Christ has the power. The blood of Christ has the power. And we are freed once we, you know, accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have the ability to cast out, to, you know, renounce to these things. That that is key. At least for me, that is key to find out, you know, do I need deliverance or is this something that is, you know, in the flesh? Like I need to fight it. I need to build better habits um, and so on. So just. Pray to God, and I'm pretty sure that he's going to reveal to you. He's going to guide you the right way um, because God is faithful. And he doesn't want you to be on this circumstance and this situation anyways. Um, The other thing that I would mention is don't let that determine your identity. Do not let it determine your identity. That's one big mistake that we that we make. That if we fall into it, you know, we don't go back to the presence of God. No, that's when you need to run to the presence of God. That's when you need to start, you know, worshiping and and, and dive into the presence of God. Why? Because you need freedom, you need deliverance, and you need to experience a manifestation, the love of God in your life. That's when you should seek, read the Bible more. Because that is what's going to bring deliverance to your life. It's not going to be a random person, you know, uh, telling you a good word. It's not going to be a video. It's not going to be the codes. It, it has to be a genuine decisions that you take in your heart and you seek the, the, the presence of God. No matter if you fall, get up and continue seeking. No matter if you fall seven times, get up and continue seeking. The key to overcoming this, at least in my perspective... Is persistent effort and mentorship and accountability. Those yeah. are the three things that I would I would encourage you to start looking into. Persistent. Be persistent. Where 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 am I falling? 
What time of day? What am I doing when I do it? Uh, what was I feeling? Uh, what triggered it? Uh, what can I do better? Right. Um, know yourself. Know yourself. Mm-hmm. Know your weakness. Analyze yourself. And then seek community. Seek fellowship. Confess. And be persistent. Build new habits. Build habits that are going to be able to bless you and bless others. Right. And then continue do not let your identity be compromised you do not let you know what god has established of you be compromised because nothing can take that away from you you were not even born and 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 god sent his only son to die for you Mm -hmm. so that's out of the picture your identity should be out of the picture you continue to be a child of god you continue to be a woman of god just fight it and ask the Holy Spirit for help and be persistent. Have the courage to confess and to build a good community around you. Yeah. Um, that's, um, I mean, it, like doing all these things, <laughs> you know, um, knowing yourself what time of day or, you know, uh, where, how, when, what, all these questions that does play into sort of like, like you were saying, self-analysis, mm-hmm. because, you know, like, like, like the Bible says, if you're right, I caused you to sin, tear it out, cast it away. Um, you need to know yourself. You need to know where you're weak, when you're weak, um, what exactly are your triggers. You need to know all these things so you can, you know, prevent yourself. You can put up these, these walls and these, you know, preventative defensive barriers, um, so that you can help yourself get free. Um, it's not just like a, just a random thing we're saying it's 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 from the bible it's tried and true there's like tons of yeah. softwares there's tons of uh preachers and pastors that will say this um there is there's sometimes you got to go extreme i mean sometimes you got to delete things or get rid of things from your life that you know you use all the time but because you know you know you have if you're honest with yourself and you can say like man i this does kind of cause me to fall sometimes you, you got to get rid of it yeah, if you have to delete uh, Instagram, delete it. If you have yeah. to delete Check YouTube, delete it. If you have to <laughs> delete TikTok, delete it. Please, it's delete not it. worth it. It's just, it's just not it's worth not. it. Yeah, it, it's literally, it's gonna kill every single thing in your future. It's gonna, you know, allow you. It's not gonna allow you to progress. It's not gonna allow you allow uh, to 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 overcome to strive in life. So, when you sit down, really sit down. And write down everything that is compromising. And it's compromising everything. The ability to find and to treat a good wife, it's compromising that. The ability to raise kids, it's compromising that. The ability to have a healthy marriage, it's compromising that. The ability to have relationships with others, it's compromising. We can go along. The list goes on. This affects everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can build a list as well, journal down a list. What would my life look like if I didn't have this in my life? What would it look like? Instead of spending six hours at night trying to find the right video, you will be asleep, getting rest, so that the next morning you can strive and be a better person. Mm-hmm. And you can come up with ways to edify yourself and not only yourself, but the surrounding people around you. The issue that I have with this is that it makes people very selfish. People become very selfish. And they don't understand that that's one of the things. It's like, you you know, you, you, you become selfish. It's all about you. It's all about your circumstance. It's all about you, you, you. 
and you become unaware of your surrounding other people and you end up hurting everybody around you. So, um, come on, somebody talk to me. (laughs) Stop spending so much time on this. Stop Mm -hmm. wasting your time. It is literally draining you. It is literally draining your life. It's taking your life away. And eventually not to scare you. It is going to take your life away. Yeah, we could we could put it to the test. If you're if you're actually dealing with this, give the video a like. Not you know we're not trying to shame you. It's just so that everybody that clicks <laughs> don't, on don't, the video don't, don't say that because then nobody's gonna like this video, dude. <laughs> so no, the, don't listen the, to Kevin right now. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's anonymous. It's anonymous. Don't worry. Then you'll be able to see. Then you'll be able to see the amount of people that are dealing with this. Yeah, I it's mean just, I, maybe that's a good method. Yeah, it's not a. It's it, like it's not a. It's not a. It's not a point just to uh, put you down. You know, whether you're a Christian or not, it's, it's not about that because the grace is available for everybody. It is. Yeah. And I can I could testify uh, going coming from a church where holiness was represented as something on the outside and of what you do. That's what determined how holy you were. I can testify that I'm experiencing more grace now. I'm experiencing a genuine grace now. Uh after confessing of dealing with 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 corn and not wearing the suit not wearing the tie not um not being the first one at church all the time and uh i feel like the grace of god is is to me has become more real now where i just look like a regular person but just for the simple fact that i was able to confess that and uh find strategies to combat it and and walk and know that it's a battle that over anything God is in front of me. I have to fully mm-hmm. rely on God. Yeah. And this is for the Christian folks. You can take advantage of all the points that we said, and you can take advantage of all the resources that we've, we've put in front of you. But the number one thing you got to do is you got to rely on God for this. Amen. Because uh, our uh-huh. strength is going to fail us. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Our strength is not enough. But God is always saying, you know, even if you fall, I'm going to be there. And we, that that's where we throw religion out the door because religion tells you that if you're if you're practicing the sin, if you're sinful, then you're away from the presence of God. Out, yeah. mm-hmm. But on the other hand, he came to seek those that are in need, those that are sick, those that are those that are hurting, those that are still in process. And if there's somebody out there that can tell me that they're Christian and they got fully, you know, they got it fully figured out and that they're completely free and that they don't struggle with this and that, you know, they can look at a. A woman that's you know badly dressed or semi naked and you're not gonna have no <laughs> desire, then uh, you you might as well go to heaven now, bro, because yeah. um because you know I I think that only in heaven these fleshly desires are gonna totally disappear. I mean, if Gigi Avila himself said it in one of his books, and he's being one of the biggest evangelists of all time, saying, "Brothers, I deal with this too. I deal with the with the bad thoughts too. I deal with the with the negative thoughts too. But I have to continuously tell myself." I don't live for myself. I live for Jesus and I have to fully rely on prayer and on the Lord to overcome all of this. If, if that man had to rely on God to overcome any fleshly desire, then you and I as a regular Christian, a regular person of God, we need to rely on God. We need to rely mm-hmm. on God. Yeah. And I will say from my experience, are you going to say something? Go ahead, go ahead. From my experience, that is, that is absolutely true because even in the simplest sense, like sometimes like when you get a thought in your mind or something pops in your head, right? Sometimes it's just stuck in there. And for some reason, I find myself like when I'm trying to like clear my mind, if I just say like to myself, like, man, get out of my head, da, 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 it doesn't do anything. 
But the moment I say Jesus or or anything like that or Jesus, please, whatever, or I pray, it's gone. Or something I got from um, uh, Vlad Savchuk, mm-hmm. right? He said um, to, if you want to like kind of get rid of those, you know, images in your mind, because, you know, when you watch that stuff, that stuff is like ingrained. It's yeah. like burnt, seared into your mind. And that's that, <laughs> like me for, it was years of images and images. So um, he was saying, you know, replace them with the word of God. Mm-hmm. Memorize verses. Don't just read. Like try to memorize verses. So I decided. Let me memorize um, that last uh, that last verse of the the Lord's prayer, where he's like, um, uh, "Lord, uh, lead me not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Yep. Uh, for yours is the power, the kingdom, and the glory forever. Amen." So I was like, "Let me let me memorize that verse." And every time I recite that verse, works like a charm. Just boom. Gone. Yeah. But every time I just try to like do it myself, I guess you know. It doesn't work. So you have to really keep God in the equation. Like, do your best. Put your best before. Do 100%. But remember, your strength comes from God. It's up to him. He, our own our own efforts just alone is not going to do nothing. We're powerless against this. Who All are the we power. to fight? Who are we to fight? Yeah, who are we to fight the <laughs> flesh? Yeah. Like, come on now. I, you mentioned something very interesting, actually. Replacement. Like you said, mm-hmm. you need to replace those thoughts. Um, there in Matthew twelve, uh, verses forty three to forty five, there is a Bible verse that Jesus talks about a person who is clean and is delivered, and the uh, unclean spirit goes out of him. But then the unclean spirit doesn't find a place to dwell, so it comes back to its former home, finds everything clean finds everything in place, goes back in and invites seven more into. So replacement is key. Um, you have to replace. You have, like you said, those thoughts, you have to repl- quickly replace. Don't even give them. If you give them more than a second, you lose. Literally, you lose. I've come to a, to a conclusion in my journey that if I give one of those thoughts one second, I lose. I automatically lose because then I open up the door, you know, so you need to constantly fight this and eventually it's going to become easier as you move alone. It, it it will be, trust me, it will be. It's just a matter of building the right habits and building the right attitude in your mind and knowing your identity, knowing who you are in the eyes of God, allowing God's love to manifest during these uh, situations is key and it's going to, allow you to love him even more and that it's gonna open up the way to freedom when you find out who you are your identity in christ what you're compromising of ultimately what you will compromise if you don't stop um so replacement like for example if you know i got to a point where I made sure that i was exhausted by the end of the day in order for me not to stay up into 5 a.m., 4 a.m. Like, you have to find replacement. Like, even if it's worship, reading the Bible, I don't know, whatever it is, you need to find it. You need to find replacement, something that gives meaning to your life. Because exercise, gym, video games, it's only going to get you that far. Eventually, you're going to get bored of playing video games. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to find yourself, you know, streaming something that you're not supposed to stream. Sometimes video games have stuff. Yeah. Sometimes video games can tempt you. (laughs) Yeah. So you, you have to find replacement, but not only just random replacement, replacement that add value to your life. Mm -hmm. 
replacements, things that add value to your health. So whether it's reading the word, whether it's starting a group, whether it's, you know, uh, starting a small group, you know, uh, with your local church or your local youth and say, hey, man, I struggle with this. Let's let's go at it together. Let's keep ourselves accountable. Let's build good habits and let's let's move forward. And I guarantee you that when there is a genuine transparency conversation going on among people, among that group, and they're genuinely seeking freedom, it's going to happen. Because God, God is not going to abandon it. I know my father and my father will answer. So replacement is key. Find, find good replacement. Get yourself into a community. Um, what would, what would uh, be like a breaking point, I would say, that allowed you to say, wow, I'm gaining the upper hand. And I, you know, I'm seeing the light. Mm-hmm. For me, it was confession. Like... I will, I will, one thing to note, I will say, it's th- this is not something, well, for most people, I think, at least, this is not something that's going to be night and day, one day you're free, the next, or one day you're, you know, you know you're in chains and you're addicted, the next day you're not, and you never do it again, right? Because this is always going to be a battle that you're going to fight, um, and some, for some people, the, the process is gradual, for some people, it's instant, you know, um, everybody's going to fight and have their own different battle, um, but for me, it was, it wasn't like, immediate like i never ever did it like once again but once i confessed like it was it was almost like i don't know like it was just such a drastic change (laughs) weight off your shoulder yeah it was just something like i don't want to say night and day but it was like almost night and day you know like evening and and, i don't know (laughs) evening and afternoon i don't know (laughs) like it was just like that confession for me it just like i don't know something switched like something ticked and it just started started working what about you? Uh, for some people, it might sound a little crazy, but I became more sensible in um, in this natural person way, like emotions, uh, and uh, being happy, and uh, and even getting rest. I felt like I was resting more at night, um, and spiritually, I I be I became more sensible to a lot of things. Um, I came to a point where, uh, the prayer life started getting better, a lot better. I started praying longer. I started praying more. Um, I had more to pray about, like it would spaz out of nowhere. And, um, I would have experiences, crazy experiences. Um, even, even while sleeping in the middle of the night, I would have crazy experiences, things that I didn't experience in the, in, in the past when, I used to go to church for ayunos and and prayers and um, and I used to preach almost every Tuesday and all that. None of that, you know, was able to make me feel in a way like a normal person that I had normal emotions. Um, especially when I confessed, that first day was one of the days that I could say I felt heard for the for like one of the first times in my life. I've, I've I don't think I've ever gone up to somebody to, to talk about something so personal so so intimate uh Mm -hmm. so for the first time i felt heard and that 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 same night when i prayed uh i cried of joy because i told the lord i was like i I feel so heard i feel i feel like i don't i don't gotta hide no more that's why i said the grace i experience now is so much greater yeah that i don't i don't i don't feel the need i'm sorry for all the people that know me well-dressed kevin with the suit and a tie i'm sorry but (laughs) 
I I don't I don't feel the need to sh- portray a clean person on the outside like that. Like you may call clean. Um, I don't I don't feel the need to portray this person or or act like somebody or behave like somebody, because God sees everything, and He saw me when I was down. He saw me when I was in the hole. He's seen me in my progress now and how He's gotten me out of the hole. Uh, and now I'm, I'm to a point, like you said, it's gotten easier. It's gotten to a point where, uh, I know the strategies. I know the weak points. I know the points that I need to close. I know that eye that I got to gouge out. I know mm-hmm. that arm that I got to cut off. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and whenever the enemy and that, and that's one of the things that I like that God teaches us through time, how the enemy has worked. You know, he shows us in this part, you failed, this part was you, but in this other area, this is the enemy. And God has shown me the different things that the enemy has done. And I can promise you nothing that the enemy does has changed. The devil doesn't change his strategies at all. They just, they just evolve into the same exact strategy, but they become a little more modern, but the strategy hasn't changed. It always tempts the same way, but I always have the, I always have the upper hand because God taught me through the progress and through the time, how to fight, how to stay away, how to stop. Um, and, and like, and, and like we mentioned, it does take the effort. Things that you don't want to do, sometimes you have to do in order mm-hmm. to get free. Yeah. And uh, and that was one thing for me. You know, I like I'm not gonna lie. I like social media because I like watching entertaining things. I like watching videos and 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 uh, I like swiping on TikTok here and there. You know, it's cool. It's fun. But there was times that I had to stop. I just had to stop. I just had to uh, uh, log out or, or or delete the app, take it away. Um, there was weeks that I had to just fully. Think about the Lord, talk to the Lord, take everything to the Lord. I don't care how how small what I was doing there in the moment, I had to take it to the Lord. Whether I was sweeping the floor, I would talk to the Lord about the dirtiness I see on the floor. Whether I was at home and I was I was looking for clothes, I would talk to the Lord looking for my clothes. Like, Lord, I can't find this, I can't find this. Just so minimal stuff. Like like we mentioned, I was replacing all that emptiness with the Lord. Just mm. talking to the Lord, thinking about the Lord, involving the Lord in everything. Yeah. And that that caused me to unplug from that dark realm, from that darkness that I was in. And I was beginning to understand and see things and just feel new things. And then now I'm at a point where I I don't I don't feel that guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel that weight. Yeah, yeah. I think and, that's that's sorry, you done? Uh, and, and no, just just one more thing. Even even if, you know, God forbid and I don't I don't I don't compromise to it, you know, um, I, I don't and I don't want to. And even if I were, I can I, I don't feel the need to hide. Like not even from God, not even from you guys. Cause right. these are the bros that I keep that keep me accountable. <laughs> Jack. So I don't yeah, I don't feel, I don't feel the need. I don't feel the need to hide. I can go to God like I can come to you guys and say, Look, I yeah. failed, or I can go to God and I don't feel like his love changes for me. Like I feel like when if I ever fail, I can go up to God and and, and just be like, Father, I failed, but I'm here. And I'll still feel his love. And I'll right. still feel his grace. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good that you say that. Like the the weight and like the guilt and all that, that like it literally just kind of comes off your shoulders. Like there is so much yep. stress and so much worry and anxiety you get from hiding, mm-hmm. especially hiding something you're doing bad. And then when you just confess, like the feeling of just like just putting it on the table and turning it in. Like literally mm-hmm. turning it in, like as if like you had a bomb in your pocket and you're like, here, man, I, I can't do this anymore. Take take the right, bomb. Right. Like like you had something bad and you're just like giving it up. Like it's just such, I don't know, there's something so 
relieving and like like when you like this is why I encourage you guys to confess like really like you need to take a moment to uh, if you haven't done so already like before you do anything confess because you will feel a change um yep. just in your life like not even not even in terms of like like uh temptation or whether just 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 feeling more like Kevin was saying more heard you know let, having to not having to hide anything not having to hold back anything not having to worry if someone's looking over your shoulder or mm-hmm. if you left the door a crack open or something like that yeah. you know you can just live you can you can feel like an honest person you can live honestly yep. and and you don't have to have that weight on your shoulders like it it really does change you and and all that and i i think you need to look at as well what corn is doing to the world to the people to the actual people that sometimes uh, you know there was a research that um or a discovery that was done that a lot of these uh videos that you're watching could be people that are being uh it's uh sex traffic that are involved in sex trafficking Mm -hmm. so when you look at i don't care if a doctor tells you that it's healthy or, or not healthy, it is not healthy, fam. It, it, it doesn't bring anything valuable to the world. Nothing. Nope. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it is destroying everybody. Um, so when you look at these things, I mean, you get to a point where you like I got to a point where I detested it. I hated it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't want to be involved with this. I don't I want nothing to do with this. So look at the statistics, look at the things that is actually doing. Look at how the, you know women are being destroyed, their image is being destroyed. Men are being destroyed because at the end of the day, it's going to affect you like I was saying and been saying, it's going to affect you physically. You're not going to be able to have a healthy marriage and you're not going to be able to, to even please your wife. Mm-hmm. Um because you're not going to be able to perform as a man. Let's be honest. There, You're there not. is a, such a thing as a corn-induced ED. Yeah. Yep. So now you have all these uh, mid-20s and, and, and 20-year-old people taking medicine so that they can please their, their, their girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's ridiculous, man. Should be your wife, not your girlfriend. But. Uh, 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 wife. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> no, that's actually true. Um, no, but that is a cultural thing. I do think yeah, in it's culture, good to mention yeah. that I think today's culture is like... so. That's the thing. The sad thing is this doesn't just like include corn. Like this expands to a lot of other things, uh, TV, social media, especially like like you don't need to watch corn to, to fall into this sort of sin yep. of lust. Like you can just go on Instagram, especially. And there's I don't know how many thousands and hundreds of thousands of girls that are just there to thirst trap. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Twitter. Twitter is not. Yeah. Twitter is Twitter is worse. Twitter's That's even more insane. explicit. Twitter is insane. So, I mean, they. I'm pretty sure you guys are aware of all these things yeah i mean but um that's the point the culture is kind of heading in that direction yeah it's like over centralization and like i guess because i don't know that's another thing people just want to get attention and i guess that's one of the ways that nowadays it's just so obvious to get attention um so i don't know it's it's unfortunate but that's the reality of what it is the yeah and the reality is is that it's 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 literally so net negative yeah it, (laughs) it, it overall uh, one thing that made a difference in me, um, I guess, in my journey was, so you guys say confession. Both of you guys are, you know, we're confession and, and building good habits. Uh, for me, to be honest, a point break was fasting, man. Fasting, genuinely fasting. The reason why I say fasting is because you're saying no to your desires. So 
when you fast, you're not only, you know, connecting spiritually, you are, you know, positioning yourself to spiritually receive as well. You're doing spiritual warfare. You are fasting. And the key point about fasting is that you're building mental endurance. Fasting builds mental endurance. Why? Because I am in need of eating food. I'm mm -hmm. starving and I want to eat food. And my flesh is saying, my stomach is saying, I, I need food, fam. And you're saying no. So it's mentally building endurance. And that's key for me, building endurance in your mind, the ability to say no. Um, fasting, I've heard as well. I've, I'm not sure what podcast I heard it or video that I saw. I heard that. Um, well, actually, Pastor had told me <laughs> back when I was uh, single and I was uh, waiting for marriage. Because I take some cold showers, take some cold <laughs> baths. And I did. And they actually helped. Um, and I think it's scientifically proven that when you take a, a cold plunge, when you take a cold bath or shower, it releases dopamine in your brain as well. So it gives you that sense of awakening and, and it releases some of that. So that might be something that you might look into. I'm not sure. Do your research. Um, that helped me out as well. Just building good habits overall. Number one was, you know, confession. Number two, being with a community like that can help you and support you. The sad reality is that some people confess and they leave or they don't build good, healthy relationships. Um, and you need to fam in order for you to overcome this, you need to be engraved in a community. It's going to it's going to make you more human. It's going to allow the character of Christ to flourish in you. Mm -hmm. um, and um, number three, I would I would encourage you to build those good habits, build those good habits. Um, whatever it is, wake up in the morning. The first, very first thing that you do, read the Bible, say a prayer. Um, but, um, build good habits and eventually habits will, uh, get you through a lot of things in life. To be honest, now that I'm married, habits is, is huge in, in, in my, uh, in my house, you'll see that we have a time that we, we wake up and we know exactly what we're going to do when we wake up. So that's a habit. Um, that's a habit I've built and my daughters are also, you know, into those habits. Like they already know they're going to have breakfast. I know it might sound a little bit, uh, what do you call it? Uh, spoil, but it's, it's really not. Sometimes I make them cook breakfast, but they already know, like they already know these things. Um, but, um, yeah, just overall good habits, um, confession and community. I think those, those three things, um, and having that faith that God is can, is gonna do it and and it will do it. It's gonna bring breakthrough in your life. Um, but yet let's. I guess we can do a part two of this because oh, yeah. there's yeah, so much should. there's so much yeah. to talk about. Because for example, in my place, in my uh, situation as well, is uh, being aware of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So there's a whole spiritual side to this. Yeah. So being aware of the Holy big. Spirit. When I realize that I was, you know, exposing not only myself, but now because I'm a child of God and have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God is alive in me. And I have become a temple to the Holy Spirit, which means that when I do these things, I make the Holy Spirit sad. There's a Bible verse about it. Yep. It says that, that mm -hmm. the, the, the Holy Spirit is able to feel. Mm -hmm. He grieves. And he, he's able to... You know, um, 
encourage you as well. So when I discovered the connection between my everyday life and the Holy Spirit, it was instant fire, instant connection. Why? Because everything, like you said, everything was 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 flowing in such a way that I knew that the physical and the spiritual were connected. When I was washing the dishes, uh, you know, I had the Holy Spirit in my mind. I had scripture in my mind when I go to the gym or when I you know, um, go for a run. When I'm talking to somebody, I'm constantly saying, you know, help, Holy Spirit, help me listen to this person. So then I built that friendship, that relationship, and the Holy Spirit is no longer just a spirit, but it's a friend that I interact with every single day. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm reading a, a, a book called Host the Holy Ghost that I recommend to you that will probably bring blessings to your life. By Pastor Vlad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty good. Um, so one of the things that it mentions is the reason why the Holy Spirit doesn't have a body is because the body is you. The body is you. So you have become a host of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? That is God himself. That is the spirit that is rose jesus from the from the dead so when we when we end up realizing all of these things it, it's just gonna bring more awareness and more desire to quit this um and the last thing and i'm gonna end this i promise i'm gonna be quiet after this <laughs> it's because I, I get passionate about this because it sucks it does that so many people are dealing with it and it sucks that it's draining our, our generation like part of the, I think that part of the, the the fact that Christians in general don't generate so much like unique music or unique things has a lot to do with this, because <laughs> it doesn't allow them to progress mentally and to move on, especially with the younger generation that wants to you know preach and you know uh, go out there and <clears throat> be used by God. Yep. But um, I heard this quote not too long ago that said. Um, when we say come as you are we mean it like come as you are but it doesn't mean that you're gonna stay as you are so there has to be a progressive change in your life that you're becoming more and more like christ and when i say progressive it means progressive it doesn't happen from day to night like jg was saying and kevin was saying it's not something it might happen from day to night good for you um, I had a similar experience where I was delivered from day to night. I, well, I fasted for three months and then uh, I, you know, I had my encounter, but um, it, it is just something that you progressively have to build good habits and walk and continue walking and persevere and build good habits. And it will eventually, you know, uh, be completely eliminate it from your life uh but it's it's a progress it's it's a walk it's not a a run it's not you have to pace yourself um so yeah god bless you guys stay strong thank you for watching this video um we pray that this might bring light to you I uh, encourage you to continue fighting. If you're fighting, don't give up. Continue fighting. Continue putting in work. Continue calling into the presence of God. Continue relying on the Holy Spirit. That is what's going to get you through it. Don't give up. Continue pushing 
forward and you will see how God is going to bring breakthrough deliverance to your life. If um, you're interested, we are going to post some resources uh, in the description of this video that has helped us or videos that we think that might be potentially helpful to you guys. So check them out. Um, if you have any questions or anything that you might find uh, helpful in your journey, please comment, share it, yeah. uh, comment place it experience. in the comments. Yeah. yeah. You know, what has helped you overcome corn? what uh played a factor in your journey of overcoming corn um and i i pray that everybody that watches this is delivered in the name of jesus and i pray that you are in power and i pray that the holy spirit starts helping you and becoming your friend as you welcome him back into your heart and into your mind yes. god bless you guys stay strong and stay blessed i'm not sure if you guys have anything else to say but i'm out all i'll say is jesus said i am with you till the end of the age so don't, man don't give up don't so give up stay tuned for part two see ya peace